Woof woof and namaste. This is Hill Dog welcoming you to Kanha Cast, a series of conversations from Kanha Shantivana, the International Center of Heartfulness in Telangana, India. Today I will be speaking to Brother Akshay Nagpal. He is a corporate lawyer and a heartfulness meditation trainer. For those of you who don't know, heartfulness is a worldwide movement providing free meditation training to everyone. So thank you brother Akshay for coming uh, to the Kanha studio and taking time out. You've had a very busy 3 uh, days. You were here just uh, a few days back you came to Kanha. So what has this trip been like? How has it been? Okay. So I would say this trip has been um, one of the I'm 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 yet to fully understand the relevance of this trip. uh but whatever intuition it's coming to me uh i think some greater understanding about having priorities right especially uh for a seeker mm-hmm. is something which has been a highlight of this uh, trip adding a faith and trust in that what we feel during meditation every day what we call inner master or energy or divinity or uh, different names but it's actually infinity right having a trust that keeping that in the center rest and periphery will actually be taken care of right uh, many a times we are quite anxious and worried about the periphery or what ought to be periphery so to say and and we feel responsible for it in many ways and and we move away from the center mm, mm. Uh, but what i realized during the trip is that as long as we focus on the center and prioritize it periphery actually gets taken care of so not true. to mean that you just keep sitting and meditating and someone will put food on your table <laughs> you do you do act the way you ought to act uh and at the same time uh you know things things will things will be taken care of i can give an example if you like yes please yeah so i was here and it was uh first there was a heartfulness trainers train the trainer program yes, 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 going on seminar yeah what we call preceptor refresher program yes, yes. and then there was a event uh, which we were having uh, 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 celebrating one of the important events in heartfulness way uh, birth anniversary of babuji uh, yes. right in between i i had some work uh, which came up uh, by uh, by you know some of my clients who needed support this time uh, usually i used to struggle whenever that used to happen in my earlier avatar whether you should go back or yeah, you should or or here or even if i had to attend to work i would say that oh, why so common uh, conflict people uh, right. feel you know that right. what, what you've committed to this uh, event here yes. but then there's work and what takes priority now yes yes and how you know uh i w- i used to feel conflicted earlier that if i am attending to work then i am in a way not doing full justice 
to this place like babuji used to say that uh, you rather be outside and think of this place rather than being here and think outside <laughs> so those things used to create some yeah, conflict yeah, yeah. because i was trying to understand those things with my mind not with the heart hmm here i did support my clients in a very timely fashion while attending all the meditation sessions here and at this time in this time during this time that work was also like divine work happening it was karma to be done right That's so there was no difference as such between spiritual life and material life i i kind of understood the integration part yeah. that we often talk about i kind of experienced this time that's you know? so interesting because very often one would feel that okay let me just stick to the meditation it's a meditative mood i will not do the work i will you know just uh, be in my meditative mood and uh, do a reading or something like that but it's interesting that you managed to do the work mm. and actually got a feeling that it wa- wasn't taking you out because very often we have this feeling that there are two different worlds and yes. you are either in this world or in that world yes yes but i think that either or seems to have vanished for you in this trip yes and in a way i felt that i would have been doing something not correct mm. had i not attended to my work because i had a responsibility to my clients so your heart was giving you that signal yeah well. yeah mm. i i couldn't leave them abandon mm. them and say that hey i am meditating in this place so your urgency doesn't matter to me your issues are not important to me i was not doing this as work to be done i was doing this as a duty to be discharged wow right and i was feeling that yes this is my duty uh towards towards my clients and that needs to be discharged i need to be there if they have trusted me as That's their uh, a lawyer right to advise them on something which is critical for them uh they need to close an agreement and they need an advice right now it can't wait till next week or or afterwards so true i i need to be available and it all flowed in like you know i i spent few hours in the evening and i was up at four my meditation satsang and everything flowed and it just blended well <laughs> it's interesting because daji also often quotes that uh, from the gita na yoga karma shu kaushala yes yes i don't know if i'm saying it right also but yeah. uh, the, he quotes that and you of, often think that they they're just words what do they, but here is a opportunity to for us to see it in action you right. experienced it first hand right <laughs> very right. interesting very interesting so brother i'd like to ask you you mentioned about your job being a lawyer mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about your work what is it exactly that you do so currently i have uh, very recently like 6 7 months back or so uh started uh, my own legal practice uh called sage council oh nice i yeah. love the name <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah there is a purpose because i i want to come out as a lawyer where it is indeed client centric mm. right in 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 real terms not just saying it but mm. i but i i want to i chose a name uh, which kind of represents it and in fact 
Rudy bhai it it came during one of my meditations. Wow. That sage council and its logo etc all appeared in one of my meditative moments I would say. So my logo is yin and yang uh, balancing. Oh uh, wow. Uh, balancing. And sage council represents coming from a space of trust mm. and wisdom. Uh because many of times I've seen lawyers get too entangled with the letter of the law mm-hmm. and legal issues uh but not take the entire picture Absolutely. of the client that what they really need uh what is the solution that they need right and and so that's one primary work uh, mm. that I do i'm a corporate lawyer which means that my specialization is to serve corporates uh businesses any any kind of business related legal issue uh or advisory transactions like mergers and acquisitions mm-hmm. like any kind of business commercial contract uh raising of investments or making investments there is a lot of paperwork and structuring which is uh involved in all these and business contracts like you know uh employment issues and so on and so forth general uh business related stuff so really heavy duty stuff <laughs> in a way yeah. in a way and lots and of paperwork lots of it is, research it is. lots of uh, it is it is detail oriented hmm. but it also needs a knack to understand business needs absolutely yeah yeah and and i find my meditation practice really helping me there where i can listen Absolutely. So this is one part that I'm doing. Oh there's 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 there more stuff. There is more. <laughs> okay. Along with that I'm developing a mediation practice wow. uh, which is to resolve conflicts outside of court. Where This is a new word. I've heard arbitration. What is mediation? Yes. I'll I'll explain that. Thanks for asking that. See arbitration is where you choose a judge. In a courtroom litigation judges are chosen by the state right they are appointed by the state correct and you submit your dispute to them they will after analyzing all the facts and law which is applicable to the facts they will declare one party to be the winner and other to be loser right both cannot be winners one has to win the other has to lose true it's a adversarial system correct. right so typically both parties will be fighting with each other in that sense in a courtroom they will be arguing why i am right they are wrong so this consciousness of right and wrong exists in adversarial style of dispute resolution one version of this is arbitration the only difference being that parties choose their judge hmm they can say instead of state chosen judge both parties mutually agree we choose this person to be our arbitrator and law recognizes whatever they pass is as good as a court's judgment right and the rules around appeal are more stringent so that there is efficacy in arbitration process correct, it doesn't correct. go through multiple levels of appeals i'm just simplifying stuff but in here. the arbitration process there is not the win and lose factor right? there is there is still the win always oh, okay. always arbitrator is a judge hmm who would again determine you win the other loses hmm you are correct the other person is wrong 
see the facts apply law to it discharges same function oh, okay as a court they may have separate procedure for you know there are procedural aspects that you file this this is how you conduct proceedings but substantively they are discharging same function right which means a party which loses is not happy with the award. outcome there yeah. will always be one yeah. unhappy party hmm. in litigation or arbitration right and the unhappy party will try to challenge the decision sure the losing party will try its might to challenge that decision and there are laws under which they can do that mediation is something very different here a mediator is just a facilitator so there is a full party autonomy which means parties choose a mediator they believe to be neutral the mediator will facilitate the negotiations between parties in such a way both of them agree okay to their result right so there is no win lose both of them win so the the mediator's goal is the agreement mediator's role is the agreement or a settlement actually i don't like the word settlement mm-hmm. mediator's role is to enhance the relationship of the parties from wow. what it is they came disputing they go hugging back <laughs> that's beautiful right that's beautiful and and what mediator really a seasoned mediator would do is to facilitate negotiations between the party in a very collaborative way hmm. right in a win win way a mediator will go beyond the point of conflict you may be conflicting at surface like a iceberg hmm. at a surface there is 10% which is visible but 90% is submerged under the sea sure, sure, which sure. is area of interests yes right area of needs if i may say mediator helps the parties to explore those and bring commonality of the interests that is so interesting and that is so refreshing actually because there is a common perception of lawyers being only interested in the dispute carrying on yes <laughs> yes there's a for the lawyer it's more beneficial if the dispute yes. carries on but for the mediator it's a totally different goal yes and i am a trained mediator so yes so along with being a corporate lawyer i am now a mediator right and and this is so my meditation again guided me hmm. to choose this area which i find synchronizes with my inner self right where we want to see people making peace with each other so absolutely. mediators are often called peacemakers absolutely that's yeah. so interesting you are a professional mediator which means people are paying your fee as a mediator right then your goal is to get the people mm-hmm. to agree mm-hmm. yeah you want people to be hugging each other and agree Ah, so your your basic goal goal is that it's it's that's what you are being paid for. Yeah. So that builds your reputation then that you can get people together. Wow. And and in that process, of course, you have to be emotionally balanced yourself, but also know how to deal with charged emotions of people. Yeah, because there must be so many emotions involved. Yes, always. If they are in dispute, uh, they are involved, and I I really believe that. meditation especially heartfulness meditation can do wonders to mediation process because uh, like for a mediator let's say they need to be balanced and neutral which hmm. heartfulness meditation does 
when you're dealing with so many emotions, it can have an impact on you, right? Hundred percent, yeah. You can be too moved by the story of one person and lose your neutrality without knowing it, and create a bias in favor of a, a one person, which which really spoils the whole process because your neutrality. Yes. You're not supposed to judge right versus wrong. Mm. But everyone has nature. a story. Yeah. yeah? Heartfulness cleaning process <laughs> and rejuvenation process helps you remove any impact which may have unknowingly come in during the day. So tomorrow you are as neutral as you were yesterday, right? And many a times mediators carry guilt because they are doing this pious work. They really want people to come together. They sometimes reflect back and say, "Hey, I missed intervening at that point, mm. and parties couldn't settle." Mm. Or I spoke too much. I shouldn't have said that. Mm. That kind of created a mistrust between the parties, right? The bedtime meditation that heartfulness offers, I feel where you reflect back, scan through the day, and see where I could have improved myself. Just submit it to your inner self and say, "Hey, forgive me," and I want to really change that tomorrow. Helps you come over the guilt. But refine yourself as a mediator, and this journey is endless. Then, right? It's amazing. So, has this role always been around in the legal circles um, uh, of India, or is it something new that's coming up? So, it is gaining traction now. Mm. It has been around for some time. Mediation, if you see, has been part of Indian culture for a very long time. <laughs> I, just, uh, I now now that you mention it, Krishan intervening, trying to intervene trying in the Mahabharat. Going to the Kauravas, it's yes. part of our epic, you know. Yes, uh, you know he did perhaps because he also wanted some destruction to happen, as mm. we we all know. Sure. But if I was a mediator instead of him, I would have not bruised the ego of Duryodhan, <laughs> <laughs> right? By calling, yeah. by telling him that he's on the wrong side. Yeah. I would have tried to understand need of Duryodhan. Right. Yes. That okay. You want some? You see this as fair, whatever you are asking for, right? You want some security that they should not come and attack you if they get hmm. five, uh, five villages, right? You, you're maybe scared that once they get independence, they can again attack you, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe we can have a settlement where they'll never do yeah. that. So no Bahabharat. But maybe that was needed. It's lucky for us that you weren't around there; otherwise, we wouldn't have had this beautiful epic and the geet. <laughs> Everything would have been fine. Nobody would have known this. Story. That's right. That's right. That's another. That's. A, but yes, he was trying to mediate when he entered Hastinapur and yes. try to make peace. Uh, he asked for five it. villages, I think. That was one. Yeah. Uh, he was being creative, and he had a settlement offer yeah. made. Right. <laughs> He asked for five villages instead of the full thing. Yeah, that's right? amazing. And also in uh, villages, uh, while growing up, I've always heard that whenever there's a dispute, they say "punch bethalo." That's right. That's right. That is uh, part of the tradition. See, if if it is done well, hmm. if if parties are submitting to the decision of the punch, whatever they decide is, it's more like arbitration than mediation. Mm-hmm. Because they are still deciding. They are still deciding. Yeah. Party autonomy is not there. Hmm. In mediation, there is full party autonomy. Wow. A party can walk out of the mediation process. They can not agree to a settlement. 
they'll agree to a settlement only to extent they want to agree and therefore stickiness of that agreement is much higher absolutely the probability of that being challenged are very less mm. so it really really reduces the load from the court system right in a very big way why would you challenge something you willingly agree to you're happy with that true, true, you true. are happy with that uh, uh, whole thing right see i'll give you a small example of uh, to understand simply what mediation may mean let's say there is a slice of pizza you and i both want that slice and we are fighting over it right now one very crude way of mediation may be okay split it into half okay you are bigger than me in size so you get 2/3 and i get 1/3 hmm. again we are in the realm of justice realm of right wrong and something correct, like correct. a mediator may ask why do you want to eat pizza when did you have your last meal yeah or or no not even that because hmm. that will again be doing justice oh yeah true right true he may ask rudy why do you want to have pizza you may say i love pizza mm-hmm. i have not have it in ages i mm-hmm. really want to have it they may ask akshay why do you want to have pizza i'll say i'm starving <laughs> i need food mm. right and this is mm. on the table and then mediator may say if there is some other food available akshay would that be okay for you i said actually i like burger better right mm. and you may say you know what i have burger in my bag wow would yeah. you like to have that i was not eating because i am i am done i just had burger yesterday as well and today i got it somewhere both our needs are met hmm another example which is often given in mediation trainings is that there is an orange and two sisters are fighting over who gets the orange mm-hmm. right and people are asked how would you solve this and usual answers come that we cut it into half and this and that a mediator mom with a mediation mindset asked uh why do you need orange mm. right one sister said i need to eat orange the other sister said i need the rind because i want i'm a baker mm. i want to i <laughs> want to zest, use yeah. the zest on the cake it gives wonderful flavor she said okay <laughs> you take this and you take the pulp and yeah <coughs> both are happy both are happy both mm. are hugging each other now mm. otherwise we can go through appeals and appeals and start fighting who gets the orange did you buy first yeah. was it your money was it her money we're not getting into all that this is so interesting that is so and so hopeful actually for yeah. the future you know because the uh, legal systems everywhere and especially in our country are so right. overburdened right. and there's so much nitpicking and that going on right so was this always an interest uh, akshay bhai this uh, mediation or was uh, pure, were you purely practicing law earlier i was purely practicing law earlier mm-hmm. and i think covid gave us a lot of time to reflect mm-hmm. and i saw that what is it that my heart now resonates more with so mediation came up and then executive coaching came up mm-hmm. so during covid covid period i got trained in both mediation and uh, wow. uh, uh executive coaching which is again a very spiritual process of asking questions where where the coachee himself or herself comes up with the answers you oh. evoke awareness wow by just asking the question so asking that, the right question asking the right questions and in my coaching experience usually 
I don't know where the questions come from. It's just in wow. the moment from the heart. Wow. They come and uh, you do. But before that, I have been, I, I professionally been a hardcore, as they call, corporate lawyer. Oh, wow. So I have, I started my journey in 2004, passed out from National Law Institute University, which is one of the top yes, yes, law yes, schools yes. of the country in Bhopal. And then I went to Columbia University, New York, did my master's of law uh, on some scholar aid, etc. Wow. wow. And then worked, uh, for, so first I worked in India with a firm called JSA, mm-hmm. J. Sagar Associates, which is one of the top leading law firms uh, in the country. And then I also, after LLM, worked in New York with a firm called Davis Polk and Wardwell, which is a white shoe. They, they have classification of white shoe firm, so it's mm. reputed there uh, in US. I, I, I became partner of JSA, I came back to India, mm-hmm. uh, became partner of JSA in 2013. And then I went in-house in 2016 to be Associate General Counsel of Indigo Airlines. Wow. So I was I was uh, uh, holding some senior position. Wow. Uh, heading quite a bit of verticals there as a as an in-house lawyer. Like in-house and external lawyer has a difference. I I, I think sure, audience sure, yeah, may yeah. understand but yes. one is externally you're advising and then when you're part of as an employee of a not employee but you're part of the company. Exactly. And from within you are advising the board and a CEO and so on and so forth. And then I again uh, was partnered with other big law firms like Luthra and Luthra and Saraf and Partners. So that's amazing wealth of experience that yes. you have. Yes. Yes. And and, it's, it's yes. and, and yeah. Yeah. So but but my role as a lawyer has been largely the same MA mergers acquisition and always and corporate law. It's always corporate law. Yes. Uh, yeah. Has is what I have been practicing. So do you remember a time when when uh, you decided to take up law what was the motivation to study law? Yeah. I, I love it. It seems like I'm being interviewed <laughs> by, by an opportunity because this is a question which comes often like why law? Yeah. Two, three reasons. Yeah. One, there were some matters in the family where we needed legal help. Okay. Right? And one of the matters was where my mother met with an accident when I was in standard 10th. And they were, lo- as in US, they're called ambulance chasers, right? Mm. So lawyers came and we'll file a, you should claim compensation and this and that. So when I saw that process, I didn't feel comfortable with the way things were being conducted. And they were like opportunists, basically. Yes. And, and not going to the depth of the issue, I gathered interest in law, mm. right? I, I studied what could be the arguments, what are the facts of this case, okay, the truck came, fr- this car came from here, oh. or this so thing came So it was a third party who had, uh, was involved in the accident, it was just uh, somebody you didn't know. Somebody we didn't know, yeah. of course, of course, yeah. Okay. And there was insurance, this and then, and then there was a mediation kind of a thing there as well, wow. <laughs> where, where things happened. And then my father had certain issues, uh, and, and, and our family was under stress. So I was reading up, on reading up, thinking. Mm. Mm. So there was a motivation, a purpose to serve society through the instrument of law. Wow. That was one motivation. And I grew up seeing uh, a movie. At that time, it was one of my favorite movies called Mary Jung. 
ിറ്റി Wow. who was involved in uh, uh, in in injustice to his family and the underdog became such a good lawyer that he he defeated him ultimately that's the climax of the movie wow. right so i used to i used to be inspired by anil kapoor's character did you ever <coughs> have the opportunity to meet anil kapoor and tell him <laughs> <laughs> never <laughs> but yeah i used to sing that song एक जिंदगी जंग है एंड ऑल ऑफ दैट इवन इन माई लॉ स्कूल दैट वॉज वन सेकेंडली आई रियलाइज आई एम अ क्रिएटिव गाय आई यूज टू राइट जिंगल्स आई यूज टू राइट पोएम्स या इन स्टैंडर्ड टेंथ और इलेवेंथ आई वॉज ऑल्सो ऑन दूरदर्शन फॉर रिसाइटिंग वन ऑफ द सेल्फ कम्पोज पोएम्स एंड ऑल सो आई यूज टू राइट जिंगल्स कॉपी राइटिंग लाइक फॉर एडवर्टाइजिंग राइट so somehow although i have been generally confused person <laughs> but somehow i i got clarity uh of what i want to do in 11th lot of students are confused yes yes but i had one two three which was settled right so my one was advertising mhm second was law okay because i saw law as a very creative thing you you are creative with your arguments Mm-hmm. you're creative with how you see things mm-hmm. right you can give different perspective to the same facts right you can you can see things in a different way absolutely so i saw that as a creative process and third was hotel management advertising there was no professional course which you could get into after 12 true, you had true, to do true. graduation and then figure out so yeah. my parents said we are middle class family we don't too have time for too much uncertainty right and those were the days when national law schools were just coming up mm-hmm. so uh, as they say it's destiny it's it's a uh, it's a story how i got into law you want it or <laughs> yes, not yes absolutely absolutely okay so i uh, my mother was you know mothers are loving towards the children absolutely. and i grew up in iit so you can imagine the pressure oh. of becoming an engineer okay so uh, campus your, uh, your parents were in the faculty they, they, they my father was an engineer he was okay. he was assistant executive engineer in iit so we were grew up i grew up on iit campus okay. but of course all his friends were professors and and so my academics coming to the house and all the time all the time so the pressure to follow that pressure to be an engineer was immense and uh, i i didn't like science that much <laughs> right i didn't like science that much to be honest in fact i did have physics in 11th and 12th mm-hmm. uh and they were numericals where a stone would come and hit a person from the top of a cliff and they used to ask what's the velocity what's the force they would hide something and ask you to solve it solve it yeah my question used to be take the man to hospital <laughs> <laughs> why are you asking me all this and if there were atoms <coughs> i wanted to see how does the atom spin show me how does benzene looks hmm. i can't mug it up that it's a hexagon and covalent bond ionic bonds and stuff i wanted to touch and feel i saw that law gives me opportunity to touch and feel what i'll be studying is 
Supreme Court judgments, mm. High Court judgments, where facts are real, have happened in someone's life. Absolutely right. That's my study material. It's not something abstract that solves something. Electrons are behaving like this. Unless I see electrons, I don't believe it. <laughs> right. So uh, uh, that's how law. So so my mother saw this interest in me. She says, "Hey, there is an advertisement for National Law Institute, University Bhopal." Hmm. I said, "Mom, do you know if it's a good institute?" Hey, yeah, yeah, it's a very prestigious. She had no idea. <laughs> very, very reputed. You must apply for it. So I applied for it, right? And and uh, uh, the day on which there was this entrance exam was the same day where there was engineering entrance exam of Delhi University, right? Oh, okay, right. DCE we used yes, to call yes, Delhi yes, College yes, yes. of Engineering so my father was there is no way you are missing that exam for this exam because professor deshpande says your child is bright even if he doesn't crack iit he'll crack dc wow. i said dad if i pass my pass my maths physics and chemistry in board exams i should be lucky <laughs> so so i don't think i'm close to dc I have not prepared for engineering entrance. Like I dropped it. I went to some tutorial. I won't name it because it's going to be broadcasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But <coughs> they were putting so much pressure, and I'm so glad now. Kana has a Kana coaching center. Yeah, because we've because, all heard horror stories about. Because that. there was so much pressure. Yeah. I told my father that I I might take my life in a jest. I never meant it. Yeah. He told that to the professor and embarrassed me in front of whole class. And he said, "If you don't become engineer, the other profession you can take up is washing utensils." I I want to tell okay. him that I am not doing that bad in life, <laughs> not being an engineer. And by the way, that gentleman was not an engin- engineer; he was a PhD in physics, but not wow. an engineer. So, any which ways, uh, so uh, my dad just put his foot down. Luckily, law entrance was in the evening. So you gave both. Yes. that must have been a crazy day yes <laughs> and and who came to rescue was my brother in law who was newly married to my sister okay right my father said i am not going to ferry you from south delhi to north delhi huh. uh, i i can't do all that so it's jija ji to the rescue jija ji to the rescue he they said we will take care uh, you can drop him to engineering and we will pick him up oh, and he had just bought a car and he was very excited in those days you know and he was excited to ferry around and he said i'll take him to the campus uh, the north campus as in delhi area right there yeah, was yeah, the exam yeah. so i gave the exam and i didn't clear in the first list and i was and 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 you may call power of manifestation of heartfelt prayer or whatever i remember i was on a scooter behind uh, uh, you know someone who was ferrying me around different colleges and Delhi University, you you had to apply individually at that yes, time. There yes, was no yes. central yes, application process, that. and I I just prayed on the scooter in the scorching heat with no water. That God, why are you making me do all this? Just get me into NLIU Bhopal, right? I won't have to go through all this process. And in the fourth waiting list, my name came in. Wow! Right? So I was I I think I messed up that entrance exam. <laughs> but uh, uh and then the story doesn't end here my father would still not send me 
ओके ही स्टिल वाज होपिंग यू समहाउ वुड ही सेड डू इकोनॉमिक्स ऑनर्स इन दयाल सिंह कॉलेज एंड प्रिपेयर फॉर इंजीनियरिंग एंट्रेंस फॉर नेक्स्ट ईयर जस्ट टेक एडमिशन ही वाज कन्विंस्ड दैट ही वाज कन्विंस्ड दिस इज टू बी डन हां एंड ही कॉल्ड सम लॉयर हु कॉल्ड हिमसेल्फ टू बी सुप्रीम कोर्ट लॉयर बट आई डोंट थिंक ही एवर आर्ग्यूड इन सुप्रीम कोर्ट ही यूज्ड टू राइट एप्लीकेशंस एंड स्टफ एंड ही सेड नागपाल लिसन ये इसके पास चाय पीने के पैसे नहीं होंगे लॉयर बन गया तो राइट और अगर गलती से सिगरेट पीने की आदत लगे तो बीड़ी पिएगा ओके सो माय फादर वाज स्केट आई हर्ड दिस एंड आई अंडरस्टूड दैट एन एल भोपाल इज ऑन लाइंस ऑफ नेशनल लॉ स्कूल बैंगलोर विच हैड सम रेपुटेशन बाय दैट टाइम सो आई टोल्ड हिम पापा प्लीज टॉक टू देर यूज टू बी अ प्रोफेसर रामे हु वॉज चेयरमैन ऑफ ए and he had had uh, you know he had visited our house mm-hmm. iit and so, so on and so forth yeah. known to the family and i had heard him talk about national law school bangalore and how students do so well after passing out and i said please ask him once if he says no i promise i won't go hmm. right but hmm. if he says yes you have to let me try this right you trust him as much isn't it so he said okay <laughs> so he said nagpal what you are talking of are sunday vakils who go to classroom only on sundays this is a very specialist institute it seems to be what you are telling me on the lines of national law school bangalore their students are doing very well earning very well right you should let your child go there wow okay and then my uh, father had a heart uh, issue so he said i can't go with you to bhopal so again my jija ji came to rescue <laughs> he said go but father my father had put <coughs> loops he test by fire as Achha. they say right he made it difficult for he, you he 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 had his own uh uh there is a hurdle race no yeah yeah i Could guess have, he wanted to see that did you really want it i really not just want it he wanted to be sure that i'm taking a right path he yeah. was coming with very pure intentions of course he wanted See his point of view was very simple. He said Akshay, they call me Akshu, yeah. right? He said Akshu listen. We are all family of engineers. Your f- brother elder brother is an engineer, right? He's he's on the track. I am an engineer. I know so many professors of engineering. We can help you out in this profession if you need our help. Mm. We don't know L of law. You will be on your own completely. and we don't understand this profession to be able to guide you what to do how to do whether to do etc etc so he wanted to be really sure yeah you were so, stepping out of the comfort zone yes actually. yes mm. so he then uh asked me so asked us both of us he instructed mm-hmm. my jija ji take him from the train station in bhopal straight to barkatullah university and there uh, he had his friend professor soda who was earlier an iit professor and uh, at that time he was vice chancellor of barkatullah university go there seek straight from the station hmm. seek his advice how good or bad is this <laughs> college national law institute so university so even after you've reached bhopal there is still evaluation going on yes yes uh, go there if he says yes then you go to that university for admission otherwise take the train back and come wow. back okay wow. those were clear instructions that my jija ji was 
given so on the train to bhopal you did not know whether you were going for one I day i didn't know or you were going to i was stay. going for 5 years <laughs> yeah i didn't know so i went we went and he uh, so god willing uh, professor soda he said and i made him talk to my father on the phone he said nakpal barkatullah mein bhi 5 saal ka course hai but yahan pe law bhi padhate hain wahan pe law hi padhate hain that's a that's a separate university under a state statute which is enacted just to teach law and it's on lines of something very different and unique coming up in our country hmm. go for it that's hmm. the place wow. so that's how we went my jija ji had some other ideals so he saw that there are buffaloes all around <laughs> our campus was in the midst of nowhere it was being made as it was being fresh yeah there was some agriculture university leased we were second ah. batch Right. Achha, achha, achha. So he saw there are no distractions. He said this is the perfect place <laughs> for any <laughs> student. And then we met. <coughs> you know, there used to be uh, Justice uh, Ajit Barihok back in the day, and we had read his. He he passed some judgments uh, in the matter of Narsimha Rao. So he was in news. Mm-hmm. So we met his son, uh, 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 now my friend Karan Barihok, and we met him. And he praised the university quite a bit. as we met him to my jija ji that yes this is a great place and so on mm-hmm. and so forth and my jija ji was sold and then he told my father from landline or whatever that say i like this place <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting him admitted and yeah. i stayed with my bags and he went back alone and that's how i entered law and this was the first time you were away from your family yeah? yes yes so, was that uh, difficult to adjust to it was not that easy but i would say not that difficult because this time rudi bhai i had a purpose hmm. i had to also prove myself and to my parents that i have taken the right choice you know i worked really hard as a law student i was very focused that i need to one that was interesting for me but i was also like what daji says if there is an interest you naturally work hard without realizing you're working hard so something similar happened to me but i also had a purpose that i need to so even though i joined because i was fourth fate english no so i joined in the middle of the trimester but i scored highest in the exam so the entire batch was quite wow confused first exam we are having in economics is scoring 29 out of 30 who is this guy right so uh so that kind of a thing i think kept me going because now i was like hey you are on your own outside the comfort zone your dad said he can't help you huh. and uh, you had to make it happen so so yeah life's been wow that's amazing and when was uh, when did the family finally come around i mean after those 5 years in law school uh when did the family feel ke ha ye ठीक ठीक रहते हैं हीज बिकम अ लॉयर वेन डिड दे फील इट सेटल्ड इन आफ्टर अयर और टू दैन माई फादर ट्राई टू हेल्प मी एज मच एज ही कोड्स टू गेट एन इंटर्नशिप द फर्स्ट इंटर्नशिप ही न्यू फ्रॉम समवन समवन द फर्स्ट एडवोकेट आई स्टिल रिस्पेक्ट हिम अ लॉट आई लर्न अ लॉट विद मिस्टर अशोक अग्रवाल ही प्रैक्टिस इन सुप्रीम कोर्ट एंड देन paths were just made he referred me to a firm called kns partners because one of his juniors was an associate there from there their corporate affiliate jsa where i ended up hmm. finally i i somehow got an internship by 
and perseverance played a role my internship got rejected so there is a shout out to all the students law students listening to this podcast don't feel rejected even if your first or second internship application doesn't happen just keep at it mm. uh, you just need one yes it will happen <laughs> right and that will be the right kind of a yes for you right mm. so and once i entered that internship i kind of worked quite hard and it converted into a pre-placement offer and wow. i think at that time uh, my parents settled down that okay he'll he'll get somewhere uh and once you get a job then of course they yeah, were settled yeah. that yeah. he's making good uh, salary from those days standards and as compared to engineers etc and okay you've taken it go for it and then when you went to columbia that must have been one of the i mean one of the most prestigious universities in the yes. world that must have been so uh, heartening for your family it must have they must have been so proud yes yes they 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 were they were but i would say columbia for me personally was a very overwhelming experience mm-hmm. uh, it was quite an uh, overwhelming experience because you know you go to a new country absolutely you have too many expectations sometimes out of yourself right uh one you need to enjoy in new york city so i was not practicing heartfulness till columbia right uh you had to enjoy life absolutely and new york you've seen in popular culture in movies and everything this is the place right? to be you have to everyone is feeding you <laughs> a social life yeah. make friends with different people from coming from the culture country it's a melting pot for all the cultures uh. along with that you had to get your grades very high because i had taken a student loan mm-hmm. uh, which my brother was guaranteeing for me being uh, a resident of us at that time mm-hmm. so i was under this pressure so there was part financial aid that i got mm. so it was not as much student loan as i would have to take but still there was a substantial student loan so i was like i need the job in new york and it was 2007 2008 we are talking of you know the economic meltdown yes, happening yes, left yes, right yes. center mm. uh and then coursework pressure to get grades because that's relevant for you to get a job and so on and so forth uh all of that uh, uh was quite overwhelming and that was again a important milestone in my spiritual journey now that i look back i think the whole purpose for me to go to columbia was to be spiritually oriented Really? Yes. How did that come about? So okay, I I'll cover <laughs> parts before Columbia, maybe later in the conversation. Yes. How all of that uh how I was perhaps had some seed of spirituality. No, maybe uh, we can start with so, that. So so from can, uh, from childhood or something. We can start with the childhood. See if I reflect back, I see even as a child, I think I had I had a very inquisitive mind. Uh who would not take things as told mm-hmm. right who would rely more on his own observations rather than what is being told like what we see now rely more on our experience rather than being told god exists believe only if once you experience that divinity yeah. within yourself yeah uh so i remember in my kg interview in dps uh, you know i was asked what's the color of sky i was what 4 5 years mm-hmm. and i didn't know because i had not rooted that it's blue yeah yeah right they say okay why don't you look outside and tell us 
Actually, I said, I, I, I now remember, I said, color of sky is not same. Hmm. I said, in the day, it's yellow. And in night, it's black. <laughs> okay. Wow. There is no one color of sky. Absolutely. That's what I told. Huh. They said, no, 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 no. Please see outside. I was confused. I said, no, I still stick for my answer. There is no one color of sky. It's orange at sunset. It's blue in the day. And I had usually, it was noon when this interview was happening. Oh, okay. So sun was shining. Bright. It was a glare. <laughs> I could only see yellow. Right? So yeah. I said, see, it's yellow outside. That's cool. what I'm saying. During the day, it's yellow. <laughs> and during the night, it's black. Hmm. And I, I, my father and parents asked that, how, what did they ask in interview? What did you answer? I said, this is what I answered. Uh. And they were like, okay, <laughs> this boy has lost his chance of studying in very, very good schools of Delhi, Delhi Public School. But somehow I got an admission. So I, I, I assume that teachers <laughs> saw that uh, thing. And then I remember that sometimes as a child, I would go into what I call tapasya mode. Oh. So during that mode, I'll eat what I need to eat. Oh. Like so one roti, dal, salad. I will speak less. Wow. I will. I'll. I'll remain silent and speak only as required. Okay. I don't recall really why would I go into tapasya mode, but something in family, something. If it happens, I used to get these phases. Wow. I would get into what I used and to how, call. How old were you? Uh, I would be in second standard or third standard okay, or something so like that. Six, seven. Yes, something like that. Wow. And in f yeah. And then until my family would get concerned with this huh. and say, hey, why are you getting into this? Get out of. And they would like to me to get into the fun mode. Yeah, my yeah. my tapasya mode would get broken. In, in that sense. But sometimes one or two or three days, I would just get into that uh, mode. And I think even as a teenager, I, I would not very typically fit in with the crowd, as they say. I, I would uh, rather have deep conversations, deep friendships, right? Or, or be a thinker in the classroom, question things, mm -hmm. right? Not go with the flow. Go not, with the crowd. yeah, I would just not go with the flow. And and in my initial days of Abhyas, I think Daji used to also t tease me. <laughs> you ask too many questions, you see. So I, I, I used to uh, be very inquisitive, very inquisitive, right? And even in law school, uh, my hand would almost be always up, <laughs> right? And I would ask my faculty that, why so? Why did we have laws? Why not like this? Why like this? Hmm. And uh, so on and so forth, right? In law school, th there was a professor called Professor Mukesh Srivastava. He used to teach what was technically English, but he never taught us English. Mm -hmm. He was teaching us philosophy, right? And he was teach us postmodernism, right? Frank Kafka, wow. uh, Hegel, uh, and Asis Nandi, the works. He will talk about conditioning and deconditioning, right? He would give us essays to analyze, which would be around biases of, let's say, judges, right? Implicit biases of judges. Is a judgment neutral? Uh, how our mind gets conditioned? You know, the whole postmodernism, yes, uh, yes, yes. uh, Satre, and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. 
so that gave me a peep that i would say i i really am indebted to professor mukesh rivastava i told him so as well but there i think this seed of spirituality somewhere to question because ultimately spirituality about deconditioning ourselves isn't it right so true so, so true. this concept that we are conditioned and we need to be deconditioned got introduced to me so we were part of a small group of students who would go to his apartment and have discussions outside campus it was not coursework we would do it mm. out of our interest right take an auto or a tempo or something and go and do all wow. that uh so that was the first seed i would say and there one of my uh friends susmit pushkar still my batchmate and a friend now uh, always friend throughout throughout he used to read a book called jiddu krishna murti mm-hmm. you know he used to read his works and we used to again as law students tease him hey, what kind of <laughs> things you study yeah but i heard that name in law school okay and then as i graduated uh i i i was a very very hectic lifestyle as a corporate lawyer initial days midnights and stuff but but at the same time very rewarding because i was very uh, successful in in the regular sense of the word right i started questioning uh, the purpose and so on and so forth on one trip of gujarat with my parents i was reading a book called zahir by polokleo i think during that trip of gujarat somnath dwarkadhish gir forests etc i had some kind of i don't know awakening but some kind of shift uh, hmm. happened i started questioning and that book was helping me question the societal rules just following the rut hmm again it was about conditioning deconditioning and so on and so forth right so i was refreshing all that i had studied in law school and i i my consciousness was now trying to find something more beyond the regular earn money hmm. eat good consume as much as possible and that's the source of happiness kind of thing right then columbia happened mm-hmm. uh then overwhelming happened <laughs> then procrastination happened and what i would do during procrastination is i started reading jiddu krishnamurti okay okay this is while you are at columbia while i am at columbia instead of doing an assignment you are <laughs> i would read jiddu krishnamurti <laughs> i would scramble through assignments but i i scored well i i i yeah. i grade somehow i managed another uh important part there was that uh, uh i was raised as a vegetarian mm-hmm. so vegetarian food was very important for us right i Absolutely. never developed taste for non so i was uh, non vegetarian food uh, now i look back and thank my parents for raising me a vegetarian uh, i never had to give up anything yeah right so to say iskon monks used to come to the campus and to get vegetarian delicious food I used to sit through Bhagavad Gita sessions. Oh, right. Wow. So that was the motivation: free food, <laughs> free vegetarian, nicely cooked food. Right. Yeah. But they had a condition attached. Nothing is for free. You have to first hear a Bhagavad Gita session, 
वी यूज टू एनालाइज आई यूज टू क्वेश्चन द मंक आई स्टिल एम अ फेसबुक फ्रेंड पंडित गदाधर दास आई यूज टू क्वेश्चन अ लॉट वाई मंक होड वाई कांट वी एक्चुअली बी स्परिचुअल वाई बींग इन दिस लाइफ एंड यूज टू एक्सप्लेन वाई ही हैज़ चोजन एंड बाय द वे ही हैज left his monk hood and now oh, wow. he has become grasta after 15 years Fantastic. of being a monk and he just had two baby one or two babies and wow. uh, 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 it's so amazing yeah, where life takes us eh? where life takes us right so that gave me another opening you know reading bhagavad gita something hmm. scrubs off you absolutely right but jiddu krishna murthy had an influence i would say so as life had to happen I was in a very good position at end of my LLM. I had Davis Polk and Wardwell's most most coveted job in my hand, right? There were two three months break when I was going back to India, right? And I was fully secure because I had advance and the whole paraphernalia. And I'm going back. I know where I'm joining, right? So I know my loan will be taken care of. I was in a happy space. Now, during that space, uh, people would generally maybe go to Goa <laughs> yeah, to absolutely. party, right? Absolutely. Uh, but I was always a crazy fellow, so I was googling, and I read on Google somewhere, practicalization of Jiddu Krishna Murthy's teaching is Vipassana by S N Goenka. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I enrolled myself in a ten-day course. Wow. Right. and i said this is the time i'll get opportunity of being till then mobile phones had of obviously come 2007 mm-hmm. 2008 to be without your mobiles to be without yeah, your books yeah it's very strict the vipassana camp it's is very 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 strict, very, very strict yeah. right so i attended 10 day course and again i was one of those you know uh, students who would follow the rules i'm a rule follower from yeah childhood usually typically right so i would really remain silent but by the end of it i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it and when i walked out of the vipassana camp i thought this is the only path the true path to whatever you call nirvana nibbana as they used to say hmm. there is no dogma there is nothing you keep observing your sensations you keep observing breath. your breath and just being in equanimity being a witness this is what it is and then i came back to new york right i i used to do one day courses whenever i had an option of vipassana and so on and so forth but somehow i was not able to integrate it in my life so one the requirement of one hour morning one hour evening with my new york corporate law life a uh, big law pays you well but big law expects you to work very Absolutely. well so that was not packed. happening too much mm. this is my personal experience a strictly personal experience i used to find very uh, i was very sensitive to bodily sensations when an anxiety or a stressful situation comes i could feel sensations in my body but not always be equanimous towards it mm. and i started reacting to those sensations right uh, rather than letting them go which one is supposed to do so somehow it was not fitting very well then i came back on vacation i did a 3 day course i was a little feverish it, it didn't 
go too well uh, the vipassana course and i came back to india for good there was some my family required me at that point of time i decided i had learned whatever i had to learn in new york my loan payment is uh, sorted and the opportunities in india were also were much more hmm. 2008 we were actually growing uh, hmm. quite a bit we were an outlier to the world and my law firm took me back with uh, open arms right so before again joining i went i was not getting see how nature is now guiding you somewhere or not mm-hmm. guiding you somewhere i i i'm indebted to sn goinka ji i feel because what i learned at vipassana and what i did at vipassana maybe lot of sanskaras got uh, eradicated through the process of vipassana was necessary perhaps for my onward journey is how i take mm. it right so i have i have deep gratitude uh, to that system and asan goinka ji for leading me to where i am in that sense but it was dark evening i i hadn't got into the course easily I, it was already third or fourth day of the course and they said okay you are a old student you can come in dark evening i go in middle of nowhere in sonipat village my sister comes along right and my father comes along my sister is also finding it very strange why do you want to spend your holidays <laughs> in a meditation camp yeah. right so she was already saying come back come back dark i'm getting scared why are you sitting here they had a meditation camp going on so gates were not opening no one was oh, okay. so listening we were middle of nowhere dogs were barking it was a scary atmosphere yeah. finally gates got opened they showed us facility somehow and, and as trivial as it may sound you know the the attached bathroom rooms were all taken up and common facilities room were available sure, right sure. as it may something from within me said this time this path for you now is not there hmm right you felt that i somehow had an inner voice now you need to move forward so i came back and my sister you you taken a great decision <laughs> came back i came back and i said but i still need something so i tried few things again no disrespect to them i i tried art of living i did happiness program something did resonate with me i was now seeking right at the same time my f- parents were seeking a match for me <laughs> right sure i was seeking and they were seeking a match for me i had uh, uh, i had uh, uh, and and that period of choosing a right partner was extremely extremely i would say confusing taxing on me right it was it, i was really torn apart there were some relationship issues i had come out of a relationship and now my parents wanted to uh, match so there were a lot of things going on our firm was going on a offsite to sri lanka okay right on a retreat my passport had just expired so i couldn't go to sri lanka oh, okay. with them right so i had full 3 days no work to happen the entire firm is going on the offsite clients have been told that we are on an offsite so no work to happen somehow it came to me i should go to oroville so i went to oroville for a solo trip and it was my first solo trip in my life 
other than vipassana meditation camp but as a mm. first time i was going a solo so i went there had a nice time relaxing different activities you know aurovil absolutely beautiful people are choosing their own path and everyone yeah, yeah, is yeah. pursuing spirituality in their own way correct i the only method of meditation i know by this time is vipassana right so wherever i am asked to meditate i'll do my vipassana right in matri mandir or wherever it is because i don't know anything else there was a european lady who met me there and she i was talking about her my issues and she said see i have two paths one is a psycho uh, uh what do you say past life regression okay. right i can do past life regression so you may resolve your issues which are unsolved from past life or something it it was uh, financially a cheaper option by the way mm-hmm. the second is something called reconnection llc there is a you know, us company i'm certified mm. at that time around 2010 11 she was charging 10000 rupees i'll connect you to some broadband of universal energy and then you will find shortest path to your real purpose of life okay would you like to go for that or this mm. somehow i felt again my inner voice guided me go for that reconnection rather than regression even though it's more expensive even though it's more expensive she said yeah i'm very happy you chose that there's a lot of muck which comes out in regression why focus on <laughs> what we don't want yeah. rather move forward and go that so i had a one hour one hour i felt extremely relaxed after that session i didn't know whether she was a fraud <laughs> whether she was real whether she did anything it was anything. just one session huh? just one session one hour session 10k 10k right in that time in that time wow you can imagine <laughs> inflation and everything yeah, yeah. now right but i was earning well and i could have a four day and all of that so i said listen some thing told me to take that punt i said what will happen 10k no i had gone to sri lanka and spent it any which ways personal expenses also you do so i said go for it take this punt take that risk i was very relaxed after the session she told me two things she said now you will find shortest path whatever it is wow to your real goal and when it presents itself to you you have a very ta 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 she was a very dramatic lady you do la ta 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 your mind plays games with you don't listen to clutter of your mind listen to your heart those were her words hmm i left i came back to delhi and in the turmoil that i was i i had actually gone to oroville to really reflect which person to marry whom to choose and so on and so forth that was the biggest problem the list tayar ho gayi thi matlab the one of the candidates was my wife and then as i said i was coming out of a relationship there were a lot of issues right hmm. and and uh uh so at one in one evening of all this turmoil going on and you know in indian family sometimes we make excel sheets acha <laughs> excel sheet bana lo ye ladki ye pro hai ye kaun hai right so <laughs> yeah, all yeah. of that was going on the crazy right. stuff right no place of heart but <laughs> lot of other things i i had a meltdown i had a literal meltdown i told my parents let's go to his con temple we were living in gurgaon 
that was in east of kailash east of kailash yes let's go to iskon temple i feel like going there and they also realized he is having a meltdown let's go there i just cried my heart out in front of lord krishna's idol there in that darbar right i had a cry out and i don't know from where it came i don't know rudy bhai where it came from i was not asking him for any guidance on whom to choose to marry that was not even on my mind the words which came out of my heart were now this soul wants to meet you it's enough please show me a path to come to you right now it's done with this earth and now it wants to merge in you please show me a path that was one instance which happened then life guided me i i was a hot and dotty corporate lawyer and uh, uh so uh, and and my wife at that time i uh found uh to be very simple right which is what attracted me to her right but again my mind was playing games and i was also looking for this and that and right uh, she was very sophisticated but in a demeanor her heart was very simple hmm. right hmm. which is what was attracting me towards her uh but anyways i i landed up uh you know she liked me and we both mutually liked each other uh we went on few dates and uh, our marriage was settled and decided for and then we had our marriage i would be one of the rare dulas would have told uh, the priest not to hurry up usually people <laughs> yes, you know, yes request and uh, sometimes bribe to yeah, hurry yeah, up you can request a 20 minute package <laughs> yeah so i told please explain each and every mantra to me wow uh what you are saying wow and do it in a way that it's a spiritual union and not just a normal that's marriage that's so beautiful right because otherwise one just goes through the motions yes right? i i said whatever it is yeah. you sh- you tell me all this ये स्टेप मोक्ष का है ये स्टेप अब ये फेरा उसका है अब आप लीड कर रहे हो वो नॉट जस्ट फॉर द सेक ऑफ इट माई रिलेटिव आर ऑल इरीटेटेड इट्स माई मैरिज माई रूल्स राइट सो देन वी वेंट फॉर अ वेकेशन वट यू यूजली कॉल हनी मून टू बाली इट वॉज अ वेरी नाइस प्लेजरेबल वेरी नाइस जॉयफुल वेकेशन we came back to delhi and i had few days left for my uh, you know work to start mm, before joining work so okay. i had few days of leave left and my spiritual anxiety just came to the surface in a very very big way uh, during that time and i was like now i'm married <laughs> what do i do i i how do i balance these were the words i was mm. struggling with how do i get balance in my life and i thought vipassana is the only way i am not fit for vipassana because i am not a disciplined person i can't do morning evening meditation i told my wife let me take a break go to pune there used to be someone a gentleman he's no more called partha sarthi ji in pune also they used to teach upanishads okay. and they had a schedule three year course they have a schedule 4:30 am da 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 so you had no choice but to so in 3 years i'll be a disciplined fellow 
right i'll see so you're telling your newlywed wife this. yes yes <laughs> yes wow yes and i'll 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 do this and do that and my heart goes out to my wife uh she was such a mature patient person she ignored that she didn't panic right she said okay let's see <laughs> let's hear out and and I, but but then i said okay listen uh, you know load shedding happens in yeah, gurgaon yeah, yeah. haryana during summers yes, i got yes. married in may so it was june may that we are talking off as and i am feeling damn hot here right let's go for another vacation within india who stops us from going to another vacation we are newly married couple hmm. right it's like a second honeymoon in succession <laughs> right a continuing honeymoon so to say so uh but this time i thought that i'll let's go for a family vacation i tried booking nimrana property river nimrana by ganges glass, glass house, house by ganges rishikesh, rishikesh all sold out hmm they were, i don't know where rudi bhai this the city i had never heard of came again i had heard somewhere but i don't know how did i become conscious of this city called ramgarh hmm okay and there was a nimrana property yes writers bungalow is there writers bungalow yes. ramgarh hmm only one room available <laughs> right so family can't come i said megha let's go to ramgarh and now she tells me like after we came back you told me then you will meet someone there which will change your life okay so we went to ramgarh so you had told your wife then. yes Oh, so you had this kind of intuition, yes, I suppose. Yes, that wow. you'll meet someone which will change your life. Wow! Right? So I went to Ramgarh, and I was seeking. I was again asking the staff, "Where Baba आते हैं यहाँ पे कोई आश्रम है पास में and all of that." Mm. But then they said, "See, if you want to do something, go to Mukteshwar. You go in the morning. The sun rises and snow-clad mountains show up. It's beautiful sight, and there is a temple there. You go there." and you will enjoy yourself so he said sounds good let's go i said baba aate hain mukteshwar so they said ki ha ha kuch kabhi kabhi aa jate hain aap dekh lijiye maine kaha theek hai so we went there i just sat down did 108 gayatri mantra and this time with intention and a prayerful heart i was looking at the sky and i said god now it's enough Hmm. show me the path this and is mukteshwar mukteshwar hmm. so i completed my 108 round with this fingers i didn't have mala but with this fingers but the intention was behind now please show me the path. it's enough i said now it's really enough you have to show me a path i have been seeking uh something i have tried it's not gelling well now show me what do i do how do i find this balance priest came we did abhishek puja all of that and i asked him bhai moksha kaise milta hai thoda batao and he said that uh uh om namah shivaya ka paast karo or but i could feel some vibrations with that priest as well hmm. right i could feel some powerful vibrations any which ways we spent time looking at the mountains snow clad etc etc <coughs> then a driver asked we went for a with a cab from delhi He said, "Where would you like to have breakfast?" I said, uh, "Let's have it here." Yeah, uh, uh, he said, "The town has not opened up, sir. Yet it's Mukteshwar. Hmm. It opens up at eleven uh, or so." I said, "Okay, let's go back to the hotel." 
is this that do you think your buffet will be ready by the time it will take one hour to reach it will be over i said what's on your mind <laughs> so he said i have a friend <coughs> 15 kilometers down so your driver tells you that 15 minutes down 15 kilometers down ha huh? he has a friend there is a friend who makes nice breakfast and another thing happened before uh, this hmm. while having this gayatri mantra session two intuitive thoughts came to me one leave egg i don't know where it came from and you'd always had egg i had i enjoyed my omelets one day before <laughs> in the hotel right yeah in the hills everybody hills has, right? i i enjoyed my omelet uh, a day before leave egg this thought just came during that session and determination is the key to success in spiritual pursuit not giving up this and thought was articulated this thought was articulated during gayatri mantra mm-hmm. it like popped up okay. so i went down the guy was making good eggs <laughs> but i chose not to have them because i had this thought huh. one hour ago right huh. but i had some maggi and saw snow clad mountains and we were ready to go and the driver says sare chai wala bol raha hai niche koi ashram hai aap jaoge so humne kaha yaar hum to isi mood mein hain chalo chalte hain my wife didn't feel like so she wanted to go back but uh, she was supportive so she said yeah let's go to the ashram we went down two and a half kilometers down and we read board shri ramchandra mission satkol himalayan ashram. ashram we give free medical aid and so on and so forth i was trying to enter the gate and the guard said no you cannot enter where is your id card <laughs> and i was like, i don't have an id card i'm a seeker हम जानना चाहते हैं आप यहाँ क्या योग सिखाते हो राइट right? नहीं नहीं अभी नहीं अभी नहीं आ सकते अभी नहीं आ सकते प्रेसिडेंट साहब आए हुए हैं ओके एंड लाइक प्रेसिडेंट ऑफ इंडिया आए हैं नहीं नहीं आप आईडी कार्ड नहीं है प्लीज आप चाहिए एंड आई वाज क्वाइट इरिटेटेड आई वाज लाइक यू नो व्हाट इज दिस आई एम जस्ट कम एम सीकर ऑन माई ब्लैकबेरी आई वॉज ट्राइंग टू फाइंड फोन नंबर ऑफ ऑफिस ऑफ सतकोल आश्रम ऑन गूगल ओके ओके car engines were on uh, we had an indica and a sister calls me from behind excuse me brother i said yes why are you fighting with our guard i said i'm not fighting with your guard i just want to come here and i told her my story yeah. you know mukteshwar mandir chai wala and uh, seeker vipashna all of that and then she was like you have not come by yourself you have been called and that was uh, chari ji who is the third wow. master of heartfulness tradition 2011 11, 11. right uh, yeah. uh, june 3rd wow so that was his last visit to satkol ashram he had come with bunch of 12th students who there was the first batch out of a school omega. that heartfulness hmm. uh, operates omega school in chennai and then as they have a history they handed me over to sadbir bakshi who used to be personal secretary of chari ji at that time and he handed me over to another abhyasi and then this abhyasi started telling me about transmission hmm. and i could see people going gaga or guru and in vipashna they generally tell you know a guru is it's all by yourself hmm. you have to and i was 
I was attuned you to that school of thought that. Yeah. that, you know, need not be guru crazy and so on and so forth. And my lawyer mind was doubting, you know, what is transmission? How can it change and so on and so forth. But then he said two things. One, transmission like some energy, universal energy. Second, it is shortest path to the goal. Sahaj Mark. And now I recall what that lady in Auroville told me. Right? And her advice, listen to your heart and not your mind at that point. When your shortest path appears. See, I don't know whether what she did was real, unreal. But at least in the scheme of destiny, I had to hear her for me to decide at that critical point in my life. Otherwise, I could have missed it. Right? And then I was taken in front of Chari Ji Maharaj and uh, uh, the short story is before you. He said, please come for lunch. It was Daji's house. Uh, where we all went for lunch with the students and and yeah uh, uh, <laughs> so they were they were a group of abhyasis we we then we then uh, changed our plans we shifted out of Ramgarh hotel we booked a hotel near Satkol wow uh, we came uh, in the early morning right uh, because there was a satsang and uh, so I attended satsang after satsang, I don't know what happened during that meditation session. Some experience. Chari just walked. I don't know why I said it to him. I still don't recall. But the words which came out of my mouth were, Master, would you accept me as your disciple? And he said, yes. Right? And then his plans changed. He said, we are going to Rudrapur. Now, I had just booked the hotel and paid in Satkol. But now we had to go to Rudrapur. So, I asked my wife. She was very supportive. <laughs> I said, can we pack our bags and again be part of the travel group of uh, Master and complete our three sessions because uh, we were being given sessions by different preceptors at, at that time. So, then we went to Rudrapur. And I am again, my gratitude to one of my brothers in heartfulness, Sanjay Bhatiaji, who was also a Vipassana meditator. And yes, because yes. I had so many questions, mm. he played a very nice trick. He said that I need a ride to Rudrapur. <laughs> Is there a space in your car? While his wife uh, was enjoying an Innova ride, uh, he sat in our Indica, right? But his purpose was very noble. He wanted to clarify all my doubts and explain the system to me. So he spent good uh, travel time that we got between Satkol and Rudrapur to understand what Sahaj Marg is. Uh, that is incredible. Uh, uh, what, what the whole thing is. Then we took our sittings and as they call rest is history. Unbelievable. That is such an unbelievable story because it's like from where to where from your second honeymoon. I mean, there's so <laughs> many variables here yeah. that uh, you know for it to manifest that way yes so it was also surprising for people there that newlywed couple <laughs> coming into an ashram right and on, on your honeymoon and because it was in a way continued honeymoon right yes. i had a, a hardly a two three break day break in delhi mm. and all of this happened so it was a continuing one and 
they they were also surprised so chari ji used to remember me as honeymoon couple actually <laughs> who wandered and i would say found their way not wow. lost their way but found their way in sahajmarg wow and uh, i know it's been one and a half hours since we've been chatting yeah. but it's just flown by i wanted to ask you when did you feel that this is the path for you after those after the initial meeting of course you you didn't really you know were you always were you aware the moment you uh, got your first sitting or were you was it a gradual process it was a gradual process i would say it was a gradual process mm. i don't really remember a time that i would say or i got yeah this is it for me but you know what as a seeker as a person on a spiritual path even in heartfulness mm. uh, many a times nature takes tests you know so true and it would plant some doubt in you mm. it would and and as our journey moves uh, spiritual yatra moves there are yeah, there are of doubt phases of, of discomfort that you feel absolutely. in your system your peace that you used to feel goes away for right reasons because another refined level of peace has to descend right but in that moment of transition is always difficult yeah you feel like bailing out you feel like bailing out with me uh, luckily this whole story of how came into sahajmar has been an anchor point hmm. uh, at least used to be an anchor point no more uh, now i have other anchor points but it used to be an anchor point in those initial days where i used to say hey am i all of that can't be coincidence <laughs> right so true all of that can't be coincidence uh it can't be such a coincidence right uh, it was something planned for you so just stick with it yeah i mean and it's incredible all the way all the way from you to that his con temple to everything it's just uh, doesn't seem possible to be yes and then and then you know how it happens you have you are going through a phase and then you attend a satsang and your condition changes and you're back on the path exactly which brings you, me i mean in the beginning when you when you spoke about how this trip has been has revealed something to you yes so it is so amazing that even after many years we go through periods of uh, say difficulty mm-hmm. uh, of maybe where we you know our commitment is not we feel it's lagging mm-hmm. and then one satsang happens or one trip happens and it's all gone and you yeah. and you know something that a difficulty that you'd grappled with maybe for months or weeks you know and suddenly it's that that's true but though this i feel it's a path to infinity and rightly so mm. your evolution never stops right uh your refinement keeps happening like my experience of spiritual integration this time or refined focus on being center i hope i carry it outside mm. kana mm. but something or the other we keep learning i feel when i hear talks of masters even after they have become masters are they are learning something new absolutely they 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 and sometimes that's why we find discrepancy between what masters may have said two years back with what they are saying now and we question hey why are they giving conflicting yeah. statements what we don't realize is they are also evolving towards infinity hmm. right they have all the right and for our benefit 
to evolve their thinking, to evolve their feelings, to define the way we do things, right? Yeah. As per the need of the hour, right? Absolutely. And and that's what spirituality is: not be stuck with the past, but keep refining and moving forward. Absolutely. In fact, Chariji used to say that you'd find contradictions within the same book, within the same chapter. Sometimes, right? <laughs> of my book, you'll find the contradictory statements. Right. So, right. It's very interesting. And uh, do you ever find, by that, your legal practice, mm-hmm. your uh, your peers, do they? Is there a general acceptance of, uh, say, a spiritual path? Because here, it's not hard facts. You are dealing with hard facts most mm-hmm. of the time. L- yeah. Law is dealing with numbers and facts mm-hmm. like that. But is it easy to explain to your peers? Is do you find acceptance of a spiritual life also growing amongst your community of lawyers? Yeah. So you know. Uh, that's a very very uh, very very practical question that you ask initially i feel uh, sometimes it's difficult for people to understand that right uh, and yes it sometimes legal field could come up come across as very aggressive again the the whole notion of win and lose mm-hmm. uh, you're there you're trained to doubt I I struggle with that training sometimes, right? Because you're trained to doubt, not trust. You need an evidence for something. You need a precedent for everything, a Supreme Court or a High Court decision to back up every argument, right? That's the training uh, in a, in some ways. So it does come in the way, like after Sahaj Marg, after six months or so, there was one evening. I had such a strong craving for alcohol because I used to occasionally take it. I was mm-hmm. never a drinker, but mm-hmm. occasionally take. That evening was such a strong craving I had for alcohol. December thirty first, two thousand eleven. I still remember <laughs> that. Oh wow! Right, New Year's Eve, because the environment was. Yeah, such. everybody is going. But out. you know, I had again an inner voice mm-hmm. which said, "If you resist this temptation today, it will never come back to you." Hmm. It was hard for me to resist that temptation that day, but I don't know how many lemonades I had that day, <laughs> right? And how many mocktails I had that day. After that, Rudy, by it just left me. Wow! I never felt like drinking ever again. So that inner voice was quite guiding in that sense. Something just snapped. That sanskara just went away. and and i never had so in legal profession sometimes networking is also over alcohol and stuff so sometimes as people question initially uh and but what i realize is over time as they know you they also start respecting you for that right for sticking to and you and yes then my colleagues would very lovingly say okay we know you don't drink bhaiya inke liye zara orange juice le lo mocktails lo tum kya loge we don't know what you would like you please tell them what you would like right uh and so on and they would accept they would respect your demeanor they would respect your your way of being i mm. would say mm. right where they can see you can see larger pictures and and uh and and i got a compliment which was very heartening for me actually from uh, one of my mentors at JSA uh, uh, he he was senior to me he is a very senior equity partner today at the firm 
and once I founded Sage Council and I told him what I'm doing, corporate practice with this consciousness of being very client-centric, uh, uh, business advisory, plus mediation and coaching and all of that, he said, Akshay, I've always noticed something about you, which is you have this unique ability to convert complex into simple. <laughs> right? I was never aware of that. Uh. So I was very happy to hear if he, if he thought that way. So he said, be a legal problem. And now with coaching and everything, I'm so sure you will add value by changing complexity to simplicity, to simplify the problems for people, whoever you're serving. Uh, so yeah, I, I think people notice, uh, Rudy Bhai, somewhere, yeah. uh, somewhere what happens. And uh, so that was one of the motivations as my inner self was developing. I said, why not wear it on my sleeves now? Yes, Call myself right. Sage Council and <laughs> <laughs> actually oh, have courage to go out uh, and, and, and your stuff. work is actually reflecting your convictions now. In, in that ways. Yes. That ways. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Akshabai, I'm sure you've seen some very uh, difficult situations work-wise mm. also and uh, personal life because, uh, and as a lawyer, you have to deal with some very, very difficult situations. How has your engagement with uh, heartfulness and meditation helped you in those? Yeah. So, I think it, it, it has helped me get a perspective as, as, they, as we sometimes, you know, say correct thinking, right understanding Hmm. and integrity of purpose uh, in our thought. So what happened was that 2011, I was introduced to heartfulness. I passed out in 2004, out of which two years I spent in New York, two years or a little more than that. So I was, I, I was being considered to become partner in 2012, right? I just come back in 2010, 11, and within two years of being a senior associate again, I was being considered to be a partner in 2012. And that would have been considered fast track, mm. right? Uh, a faster achievement in that sense. But somehow, it didn't happen that year. Had, but thanks to heartfulness, it didn't affect me that much, right? After some time, in fact, I realized how has it actually impacted me? My lifestyle is not going to change drastically. I'll be driving the same car, living in the same house, eating same food, right? Yeah, some compensation would have increased, but that would not drastically change my lifestyle, right? I'll be doing very similar work. I was leading transactions even as a senior associate, and that's why they were considering me for being a partner. And I would continue to do that. And it didn't affect me that much. In fact, I became partner in 2013 along with a lot of my colleagues in regular course of things. I really think it was a blessing or a boon in disguise that it didn't let my ego hmm. go out of control, which might have happened, which may have also created some friction or jealousy amongst my peers. Sure. Yeah. Right? Because who knows who is deserving? How can I say I'm more deserving or what happened or not happened. In, in a way, it was quite nice that I became partner along with my peers, right? Along with people passing out, 
of same batch wow. right and whatever happened to happen 2012 happened in 2013 how did it affect my life <laughs> so that perspective comes and i didn't take a rash decision of leaving the firm finding offers in the market or something or the other and i i still cherish my relationship with my folks at jsa mr jyoti sagar who is the founder is is my mentor my guru in my material life uh, you know uh, i i i have a fantastic relationship with him i am on board of trustees for his not for profit foundation to save uh, genesis foundation which saves little hearts uh, from congenital diseases like infants uh, who are from economic backward they try to get medical help to babies with congenital heart diseases so so yeah that wouldn't have happened and then later mm. in life you go through patches where you have very difficult situations and i took them in stride i would say i yes they are uncomfortable but i again took that as some level of refining of ego happening mm. uh, they being required for your ego to be refined and if i look back how did it affect me <laughs> it affected so me true. in a positive way maybe mm. i i'm a i'm a more refined individual but ultimately how did it affect me well yes yeah, so right? you have that distance you have that perspective to be able to see that it won't affect yes. you yes it gives you a perspective mm. and that i guess perhaps now while talking to you i'm understanding what daji means when he says your evolution of consciousness <laughs> i think and that's what yes. awareness and expansion of awareness sometimes uh means you know and and things have happened very naturally i have been i think universe has been guiding me in my profession also that leaning from one place to another uh and i'm so thankful to all my mentors in my profession who have contributed to my life mr jyoti sagar mr mohit saraf and uh uh, uh so and and, so and your jija ji sorry jija ji oh my jija ji <laughs> of course he has a very very important role to get me into the profession yes yes thank you so much akshay thank Bye. you it's been absolutely wonderful and can't uh, wait to have you back in kana again so we can sit down yes. and have yes. another chat yes pleasure is entirely mine pleasure is entirely mine i know the time has actually did uh, uh flown by and to be honest I never realized I would be saying I don't know where all these responses have come from so there is this magic of kana happening <laughs> yes yes indeed and it's been beautiful and I'm sure yes inspirational also yes in many ways thank you thank so you. much thank you thank you rudi bhai thank you so much for tuning into kana cast i hope you enjoyed this conversation to listen to more such conversations do subscribe to kana cast on youtube Or you can also find us on Spotify on the Kanha Cast channel that is K A N H A C A S T. Short excerpts from these conversations are also on Instagram. Once again, thank you for listening. This is Hildog signing off. Namaste and woof woof.